You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Today on the Zabecast, the delusional skin's brass leads to a Colt McCoy setback. Can you really stuff a whole sub sandwich in your yoga pants and get away with it? Nick Cage had a four-day marriage, and of course his ex now wants alimony. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me. We'll talk Kanye, Tiger, crazy women, and more. All that, plus some thoughts on the Luke Walton allegations. Bonus 1% me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Wednesday, April 24, 2019. Thank you for downloading. This first story, before we get to Notorious J.A.Y., is 100% redskin. Colt McCoy just recently had to undergo a third procedure for his broken ankle that he broke uh, as soon as he had become the emergency starter after Alex Smith went down for the year. It's like, okay, Colt, you're the guy. And then there you go, first game, snap. First start, I should say. Uh, the Redskins apparently, while sitting at 6-7 and seven in early December, tried to hurry the rehab on Colt McCoy to, quote, get him back in time for the playoffs. The playoffs? Thus, he didn't heal properly, and as a result, he just had a third surgery on his leg. So reports NBC Sports Washington and J.P. Finley. Wow. That is the most shocking, depressing, but then at the end of the day, not surprising story. If you're a Redskin fan watching the regime of failure, which is Snyder, Allen, and Gruden, act in a delusional manner last year about whether or not they were really in the hunt. For anything. Yeah, we got to have him back for the playoffs. What What are you, crazy? He broke his leg too. Back-to-back broken legs. So the Redskins are not saying a whole lot about this, and I'm sure they're going to probably play it off like, well, it's only April, and it was just a cleanup procedure, and it's not that bad, but it is bad. And... Even worse is the fact that the thinking out there is so delusional that they're close. And we heard this from Bruce Allen saying we're close. We were we almost made the playoffs. We were we were seven and nine. And we went away one or two games, and then yeah, who knows? Get out of here. I feel bad for Colt McCoy, who's been a good, loyal backup soldier who has been ready to come in and play his his guts out, as Coach Joe would say. Just play his fight his guts out out there. And he gets his chance last year and snap, first start, Philadelphia, boom. And then the team rushes him back going, oh, we might make the, we might sneak into the playoffs. So let's go ahead and make sure you're ready to go. And they screwed up his rehab. Good. Good job on that front. Meanwhile, I know we're at the start, so to speak, almost the start of the you know, NFL cycle with the draft and then training camp and the season. We're a long way away from the end of the cycle, which is the grand finale, the Super Bowl. But I always love the phrase, at no cost to the league, because that was the phrase that was peppered throughout a 200-page document that was procured when Minnesota put in a bid to host the Super Bowl after they built their brand-new bird-smashing stadium, which is a great stadium, by the way. Curtains or no curtains. And the league, when they say, well, here are the requirements. We need this, we need this, we need that, we need this. And all of them say, at no cost to the league, at no cost to the league. Well, sure enough, the final tally is in from Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, which went off great. The overall, the city did well, the weather cooperated, their stadium is lovely. Atlanta is a great town to hang out in for a week or so. But it wasn't cheap. The city of Atlanta spent $46 million to meet all the NFL's requirements, 
And they also allocated $13 million on top of that for a pedestrian bridge to help fans safely cross a busy street. Shut up, Siri. Oh, for God's sakes. The, the, these devices, you know they're listening to you all the time? I didn't tell you. Sidebar. Time out. There was a story recently that Amazon and their Alexa device has humans at the other end eavesdropping on some of your conversations, even though you don't think the device is listening. Previously, people thought, well, the device is listening, and the algorithm is listening, and the machine is listening, but there's not humans on the other end. Oh, actually, Amazon, it was found out in some documents, did have humans listening to help, as they say, improve the reliability of the device. But they didn't know exactly whose device it was, and they were even instructed to ignore things, including some, you know, some employees of Amazon listened in on what they clearly thought was a sexual assault, and they couldn't do anything about it. So, these devices remind my Siri remind myself to turn off your listening ears. Oh wait, here, hey Siri. <laughs> Remind me to turn off your listening device. Okay. I added turn off your listening device to your reminders. No, no. Siri, I want you to stop listening to everything I fucking say, you snoopy little bitch. Oh, didn't, didn't get that. I'll be reported to Big Brother for that. Okay, so Atlanta spends $46 million to host the Super Bowl. Another $13 million on that for a pedestrian bridge to help fans get across a busy street. But no one ran the bridge past Homeland Security, which declared the Super Bowl a national special security event and placed that bridge within their perimeter. And when the Secret Service and Homeland Security saw the bridge, they're like, oh, yeah, no, this is a death trap. <laughs> we can't have this. Someone's going to get on this bridge and uh, blow themselves up or pull out a gun and start going crazy. No, done. You can't use it. So the bridge was not used. And... Not only did it not just cost $13 million, but they had to spend an additional $14 million to get the bridge done on time because, what a shocker, it was running behind schedule. So in the end, the $27 million neon-lit serpentine bridge was more useless than the, than the Los Angeles Rams offense on game day. <laughs> that funny line came from a website called Roads bridges.com and it's a website devoted to can you guess roads and bridges i'm looking at their headers roads bridges maintenance safety technology traffic management they even have ads on here like qmax quickcrete the perfect combination of working time and strength then there's a dedicated asphalt dedic- or asphalt oh there's an asphalt ad right there <laughs> Another edition of Roads. It looks like they put out an actual printed issue. God, I should get on the mailing list for this. Oh, I forgot to mention, even though the public didn't get to use that $27 million fancy bridge, guess who's bald has two thumbs is sitting right here and did get to use it. That's right, this guy. <laughs> I walked over that bridge. While walking over that bridge, I did an impromptu interview with J.B. Smoove from Curb Your Enthusiasm fame. He, too, as a VIP, I, as a media member, got to walk across that $27 million bridge, and uh, nobody else did. Of course, the city of Atlanta now has that bridge for pedestrians to use. I just don't know if there's any real great need for it, because the Super Bowl is not coming back for some time. It will eventually, but not for some time. All right, enough jib-jabbing from me. It is time. Hello. All I got to say, Jay, is that Kanye is gonna Kanye. What's up, my man? <laughs> Did I miss something that Kanye Kanye? <laughs> what he's you... doing? Well, he was at Coachella doing gospel music. 
Yeah. Which, and he had if like I an... paid money for that, I would have been pissed off as hell. <laughs> I didn't pay for this shit, Kanye. He had like an Easter service that yeah. 50,000 people attended and he sold like $50 Easter socks. What a capitalist. Well, well you know, a black choir makes everything sound better. <laughs> hey, man. I, I, as a white boy, I am moved by a gospel choir that can that's just I, sing the roof off of a church. That's Nothing what I'm telling better. you. A black gospel choir makes everything sound better. Yeah, absolutely does. Did you ever sing in the choir, Jay? I sang in the the uh, male choir in high the male chorus. Oh, okay. It was whoa, whoa, it was whoa. about six. What's the difference between what's the difference between a chorus and a choir? That's well, one for our listeners right now. That's a great one. No, because we had to do like an like we had to do something. Like you couldn't just play sports. You had to be involved in something. So it was like four or five of us. And one guy, by the way, won a Grammy. Went on to be like a great Christian singer. Won a Grammy. Huh. Uh, headline: New Yorker Kanye West Sunday service is full of longing and self promotion. I hate Kanye West. <laughs> Do you know that uh, Kim Kardashian West has promised that she will not use her celebrity, nor money, nor influence to get their kids into college? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, she's way ahead of the curve on this one. Yeah. But... Wait, way to go out on a limb there, Kim. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very ornery today, so you start, you're starting me off with stuff that's going to just make, make my head explode. Yeah. Kim Kardashian and Kanye. Uh, so the church merch from Kanye off uh, included $50 socks embroidered with the words church socks. And the sweatshirts they sold went for $225. How can you knowingly and in pay good that? conscience pay that? Yes. Or wait a minute, even ask someone to pay that. I'm a more Kanye. He, <laughs> he started, he, let me take you on the Kanye journey. Would he you started please out, take yeah, me on the Kanye yeah. journey? So Kanye, Kanye West started out, he was a, a underground prodigy because, you know, he, he was a great rapper, a great, great producer. He started out very humble. People were like, this guy might be the next big thing. He made some great music. Uh, College Dropout is still one of my favorite albums ever. Okay. And then he's morphed into the biggest dick bag in the history of the world. <laughs> I've never seen this happen like this. It's like if Michael Jackson started with the Jackson 5 cute Michael Jackson and then started... Male- oh, sorry, that happened. Oh, All right, let me try again. Dagger. And, but but the, it, this, is un, this is unprecedented that someone has gone from like everybody liking him to universally hated. He's not universally hated. Look at the crowd oh, he got at Coachella, and I'm he was going able to, to let sell. You in. Okay. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, David. Okay, let me in. Now, uh, the community is not a fan of Kanye. Oh, the community, yes. Yes, Kanye is liked by a lot, uh, by a lot of the other folk, but okay. not 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 well received in the community anymore. How about Russell Wilson? Oh, I knew you'd bring that one up. You know what? Russell Wilson has done something. Not many athletes have gone from white to black and just totally changed the whole thing. Russell has done it, and he's getting away with it because he took a, you know, the, the saying, you can't make a, a hoe a housewife. Okay. Well, he took Sierra, who was kind of a hoe. <laughs> she, had, she had a kid with future. And has made her a housewife. And has made her a respectable young lady. A respectable young lady. <laughs> it's, it's, I've... Something else you know, I've never seen before. Most of the most of the uh, the brothers on TV that opine on sports that I've heard dubbed Russell Wilson's bedtime uh, Instagram corny. had yeah. to be corny, right? I, they they I, didn't they didn't like the voice. They thought I, it was cornball, and I'm like, I don't get it. I thought it was a boss move. He just punked the Seahawks into dancing to his tune and meeting his deadline. And he just announced the deal while in bed with one of the world's most beautiful women laying Again, on his chest. The, the, the term black enough, I still, I would like to have a, a worldwide discussion with 
delegations from all over and just sit down and Delegation. discuss how is how is someone blessed? That, that that term is always uh, uh, we hear me. we here represent the mocha skin dele- delegation. Uh, we we <laughs> are just, technically black, but I know we're not that popular with everybody. Yeah, he's Russell Wilson has never been black enough for the black community. That yeah. is that is something well, that's very even well. You though, know what? You know what? Marcellus. Marcellus. Both parents are black. Exactly. Marcellus Wiley, uh, appearing on that show with that guy you hate, Whitlock, uh, said that yes, he said, so. he goes, he and Wiley said, you know what? Our culture has gatekeepers. Yes. And it's unfortunate. He said it's unfortunate because the gatekeepers always want to try to knock other people down if they don't, you know, go through the narrow passage of what they consider the gate is for now, being okay. appropriately black enough. Okay, you're, you're doing this, and the person you just mentioned, Whitlock. Now, this is Marcellus Wiley said this. No, 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 no. But, but yeah. I'm going to say, people, Whit, if Ralph Wiley were alive today to yes. see what Jason Whitlock has become, he's would rolling Ralph, in his grave. Would, Ralph, <laughs> Ralph, Ralph Wiley is rolling over in his grave because Whitlock laid at the feet of Ralph Wiley, and he is now everything. He's a 180 of what Ralph, Ralph Wiley, my, still one of my, my favorite writers ever. Ralph Wiley would be appalled by what Jason Whitlock has become now. The a, thing though about a, a soft shoe, <laughs> a soft shoe dancing. Oh, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. I, okay. I told you. I'm you a are spicy. You're spicy I'm very tonight. tonight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I heard him talk about something, and I was going to type it on Twitter, and I said I can't do this because this could. Be, but I wanted to you say Ralph Wiley. You were gonna. Would, you were gonna fire on him. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was, okay. Ralph Wiley. I think he would have answered me back. If I would invoke the name, because remember Jason he Whitlock, he would have. Remember Jason Whitlock said something about um, Scoop Jackson. He mm. called Scoop Jackson a a a not an Uncle Tom, but a coon. Called him a coon. Jesus. Remember? Yes, he called him a coon because he said he was a, a minstrel show. Oh, are boy. you kidding me? Oh boy. Well, yes. look, uh, I would just imp- the one thing about Whitlock that I would want you to at least keep an open mind about. Whitlock, more than anyone today in the media sphere, gets the evils and the trap of social media better than anybody. And he hammers this home and he preaches this and it start, it stays devoid largely of race. But he points out that this is just a rigged game that these big tech companies know that when people are angry, like you are tonight, Jay... Their engagement. I'm not angry. When people are angry, their engagement with the platform, which is all they want and need, goes up tenfold. Whereas if their mood or disposition is agreeable, they're like, "Yeah, I agree," and then they click off and they go to do something else. My, but see, my anger with Whitlock is because he's a phony. Hmm. He's doing this to get famous. He was not like this when he first started. Interesting. He, well, it is amazing. It is amazing that he was the guy that was going to launch the undefeated. Which, how'd that work out? By the way, that by the way, and I'm going to little another thing. That website is terrible. Yeah. Does anyone it's, go to it? Where well, is it? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think the undefeated if it exists. It's probably run. It's probably run by Chris Connolly. It's like the un, everything. It's like the unfindable. <laughs> yes. yes. Where is the website? Oh, it's on the web. Yeah, I looked. I couldn't find it. I Google search it. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen it in like 10 years. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're on race, uh, let me put a quarter into the jukebox on the Kate Smith controversy. Could not give two shits. <laughs> Doesn't rile you up? <laughs> no. I was like, so what are you going to tell me? People in the 30s were did songs that were uh, about, uh, race, not racism, but uh, about picking fun at, at color? What? Yeah. Really? Have you seen the cartoons from Warner Brothers from the 30s? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Somebody, the, the world um, was the world was searingly racist yeah, back then. The, the way Asian people were portrayed in the 30s and 40s. Oh. Is one yeah. of the most. Yeah, it's, now, I, I, in I can, fairness, we went to war with them. We did go to war, <laughs> right? But still, I can you give know. two. I can give two shits after about the after, after Pearl Harbor. Nobody gave two shit that we were two shits that we were drawing cartoons of Asians with giant rabbit teeth. And eyes that were barely lines, you know. I, like, I, uh, yeah, I know it's it's, a, but it's you know. Anyway, that here's the thing that kills me is that there are some people that think, well, nope, this is appropriate. Doesn't matter that it was 85 years ago. I, it, I, I say, I say to those people, but you know that baseball itself didn't allow black players 
for another 50 years. You've not heard my years. stance. I don't count any records in baseball that happened before 1947. Yeah. I don't. They don't count. Right. So, so if you're going to remove the statue of Kate Smith, how do you deal with the fact that baseball itself was far more racist in look, practice until 1947? Look up. There are there are the, the biggest racist in the history of American baseball is not Ty Cobb. It was a guy named Cap Anson. Ooh. The biggest racist ever, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. So I, I mean, I, I know Ty Cobb was and a I, miserable human being. I mentioned Ty Cobb also was a racist, and somebody sent me a link that said, well... Uh, actually, I don't, I've, I've seen that bullshit story. Oh, you have? Nice try. Yeah. yeah. Well, he may have... Okay. Well, no, well, he was. There, Stop. There, there was there's, there's lots of well-documented incidents of Ty Cobb doing insane he beat, shit. He beat like, up a guy in the with stands. no hands. Right. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, he took. Did he take the shoes off of the guy and start beating him with his shoes, Mike Milbury style? No, no he beat no. Ty Cobb beat him with his spikes. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. And yes. someone, someone said, "Ty, stop it, stop it." And he, they're like, "This man has no hands." And he's because, like, "I don't care if he doesn't have any feet. I'm exactly. beating his." Exactly. Yeah. You're right. So Ty Cobb was a Ty Cobb was a was a miserable scumbag of a human being, but could hit the shit out of the baseball. And you're telling me that despite there's a, there's all, a worst. You're, you're, he's not the worst, right? Cap no, 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 the worst. no. I know, but uh, people that are saying he wasn't racist or that racist are telling me that despite all the other evidence on the one issue of race relations in a searingly racist world at the time, that he was like, oh no, no, I get along with my black brothers and sisters. Bullshit. No fucking yeah, way. That, that god awful movie with Tommy Lee Jones tried to paint him. Stop it. No, never saw that no. one. It was terrible. Don't. It's terrible. Cobb is terrible. I need to watch Cobb. every baseball movie ever made. It shouldn't take me more than a weekend. Cobb, no, no. You have to. You got to miss Cobb. Cobb's terrible. <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. I have a couple questions. Go right ahead, Jay. Yeah. This is your show, as Ken Beatrice I, used to say. <laughs> I miss Ken. We have to talk about what happened to uh, last week or two weeks ago. Now, I've never under what do, what the happened? white people. Eldridge Woods. Oh, Tiger Yes. Woods. You call him Eldridge. Yes, I call him Eldridge. Mama calls it's, him Eldridge. I'm call him Eldridge. It's Eldrick. Yeah. Well, I thought it was Eldridge. No, okay, it's, Eldrick. It's Whatever. What? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, as you like, as more, you like to say, I've heard it both I've ways. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> more yes. black on black crime people. Okay. Eldrick so, Tiger Woods. Yes. Go I ahead. Your question. Is the the white people who like him, is this from white guilt or do they truly <laughs> love Tiger Woods? Because I am not, I've never been a Tiger Woods fan because he's kind of a prick. He's very prickly with the media. He's a, but then I've seen him lately. He's kind of come, I've kind of come around, but early Tiger was a dick. Total, but total he, dick. It, yeah. It's, they don't like him because of white guilt. They elected Obama twice because of white guilt. Oh, okay. zing. Oh. All right, just kidding it. on that. No, um, oh, we got to talk politics, by the way, too. But Larry Hogan, I want to get into that too. Okay, all right. So anyway, the fans like Tiger because why? Why do white fans like Tiger? That's what I want. Why I know why black fans do. Why not? Because he's first of all, he's Cabal Nation. That's number one. Number two, but he's, he's... no white blood in him. <laughs> it's... Okay, Jay. Newsflash. Here, here. Now I get to bring you into the white cubicle of truth. Yeah, Since please, you bring yeah. me into the black cubicle of truth. Let, let me come sit down here. Have a glass of water. Uh, be my guest. Us white guys that root for sports and teams, Jay. We've been Don't root- do it by race. We've been, we've been rooting for black guys all our life. You know why? They've usually been the best players <laughs> on our teams and in the sport. Okay. I'm just. And it so we fits. don't, we don't, we don't even care. Of course, sometimes us white people get annoyed. When an inferior white player is being pushed by the media as somehow as good as or kind of as. Oh, shit. I'd have to think about it. But okay, a lot of times I'm like, fuck that honky. Just give me the baddest brother on the planet in whatever sport it is. So, yeah, we've been rooting for black people in sports for all of our lives. And so rooting for Tiger Woods is not a reach from a color's perspective. Rooting for Tiger was a reach for me when he was a complete asshole and stepped on people and treated people as disposable 
yes. including his Swedish nanny wife, including Elin. his former coaches, including his former caddy, including members of the media. He loved that power trip. He was a miserable person and had a lot of issues in his life. But since this comeback from his back surgery, there is a Tiger 3.0. It doesn't mean that all the software is totally retooled and that he's a great person. I don't know what kind of person he is. But I know this, the outward shell of Tiger 3.0 is the best it's there ever come been. Down. I best mean, there I ever been. It's with, the most enjoyable. I, I loved it when he hugged his son because that was a special moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like the new girlfriend who's not real souped up. She's, you know, a normal chick. <laughs> She is. Uh, she's a real shorty. She must be five one. Nothing against, yeah. by the way, five one. No, but, but I'm she, just saying she's she's not she's not you know jacked out with you know with huge fake tits or anything. She's just normal. <laughs> she's a normal woman. She looks. Do you know like, where? You know, do you know where Tiger met her? At a Luby's? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Uh, Tiger met her because she was the manager at his restaurant, the Woods. Uh, Tiger Woods restaurant in uh, Florida. Okay. I mean, I, that's good for him. Yeah, but you're not supposed to shit where you eat, right? That's very true. That's Erica, very true. Erica Herman is her okay. name. I mean, and but... she, and she is, she is all right. She really goes incognito and you have not heard anything from her. She's done no magazine spreads, no interviews. She is seen from time to time, but not a ton. And she was there with a big old floppy hat and sunglasses. Yep. So you really couldn't get a good look at her. She in Tiger's knows, moment. as I tell, you know, as I used to tell every woman I dated, in every relationship, you have a Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. I am Michael Jackson. <laughs> you have to play the back role. Sorry. You did not tell girlfriends. I, I really? said, that, said that all the time. What are you like, Stanley from The Office? I told my <laughs> first wife. I never apologize, and I'll tell that to my next wife until the day I die. <laughs> you can't have two, can't have two mics. You, gotta, you can't have two lead singers. Got to have one. Yeah, I think uh, she might be the perfect gal because she's there on his arm at key moments. You know, Ryder Cup. I'm looking at pictures of her right now. She was there when he won at the Masters, and yet she doesn't talk. Nobody knows who she is. That's great. And Tiger gets to go. Do whatever he needs to do. Cause she ain't going nowhere. That's right. right. And she's and she's managing the restaurant. She's making sure that the snow crab legs are uh, up to order and that they've got enough on hand. And she's banging Tiger, but she's also in the business of not asking questions. This would be the perfect relationship for a guy that blew up marriage number one with Perkin wait Perkins waitresses, porn stars, and other, you know. Easy girls. So, anyway, but she's not it's, bad. Good for her. Maybe, Jay, maybe it's love. Jay, it could that? be. No, I, I'm, I'm happy for Tiger if this is the one. Yeah, I don't see no ring on that finger. You know, everybody's love. Gotta, I don't see no ring on that finger. Doesn't mean it's not love just because there's no ring. He must have a prenup that looks like... Uh, <laughs> That looks like uh, like the, the Magna Carta. Yeah, a prenup that looks more fortified than Winterfell with all the dragon glass pits. Nerd. Okay. By the way, are I you watching? You're I, not watching. I you? have never seen one episode of this show. Do you know? So. Do you know it's okay for black people? You know who told me that? Frederick Smoot. Fred Smoot, <laughs> uh, Lord Smoot of House Smootarian, who is the hugest Game of Thrones fan ever. And I even told him you know, a couple weeks ago. I go, Fred, when you were told me you're a big Game of Thrones fan, at first I was like, really? And he's like, why? And I go, because I didn't think it was a black thing. And he laughed in my face. He goes, come on, Zabe, it's an everybody thing. I, I guess. Are there black people on the show? Well, that's the thing. There was one. That's the- Basically, <laughs> so- one. Bl- <laughs> there was one black dude in all of Westeros, and he I, made a couple I- of cameo appearances, and that was it. One of the funniest things in my childhood youth is I would go to the barbershop and in the majority of every black barbershop, there was a Jet magazine. I oh. know you've heard of Jet magazine. I've heard of it. I guess still get it delivered. <laughs> so Jet magazine every week would list all the black people that were in TV shows. And it was usually like uh, on Thursday, Gary Coleman, uh, Rob from Different Strokes. They weren't, <laughs> it wasn't really a lot 
to, to, to choose from. And Jesus. it always made me laugh. And they would have like the guy in the back on the Jeffersons, you know, it was the best. It was the best. Yeah. I heard they were so, doing, I heard they're doing like a Jefferson's reunion. The problem is the whole show, the whole show's dead. All the principals are basically dead on that no, show. Jimmy Kimmel is doing a, a, a thing, uh, the Jeffersons and all the fan. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm, I'm interested to watch. I love okay. the Jeffersons. Well, love that uh, show. W- let's pivot to politics, and I'll start with this. Then you can talk about Larry Hogan, uh, governor of Maryland. Uh, the other night, Bernie Sanders threw out <laughs> threw out an idea that I said to myself, "You know, I'm no political shush doggy shush." What's uh, what's her name again? Angel? No, that's Pinkie Buck. Pie. That is uh, Buck. Okay. barking for some reason. Go ahead. <laughs> Must see a black person outside. Hey, that's true. He is racist. <laughs> the Family Guy bit about that was the funniest fucking thing ever. So hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, when Brian, couldn't control him. because Brian is the most woke character. On yes. Family Guy, and so that really upset him that he couldn't control his instincts. Uh, no, so um, basically, I I heard this and I said to myself, I'm not an expert on policy ideas that would poll well, but I'm pretty sure this one would poll around two percent approval. Basically, Bernie Sanders says he wants felons, even those in prison. To have the right to vote, and that would include the, that would include dumbest. that would include, he said, the Boston Marathon bomber Jokar Sarnaev. And his his I, rationale, Jay, was, well, if I believe that felons in jail could vote, then I don't want to go down the slippery slope of deciding which ones can and which ones can't. And I thought, okay, Bernie, that's going to appeal to such a tiny sliver of your possible voting electorate, and then the rest of the country is going to go, you fucking crazy. Well, what, what's well, what's crazier, that or Elizabeth Warren trying to wipe out debt that would just send the country into economic tailspin? Oh, well, okay. That's, let's, that's even dumber than Bernie. Let's talk about that. So how do you feel about that policy? She's an idiot. Okay. Well, and, and even if she could pay for it, she's saying they could pay for it with an ultra-millionaire's tax. Let's just pretend that you can get the money to pay for it. The biggest problem is, is the Me Too syndrome of, wait a minute, I just paid my loans off. And now Where's this, my money? Right. Knock, knock. Going back to the family guy. Knock, knock. Where's my money? How about people who have yet to enroll in college? Of course, you know, she and others want to make college free. Look, college is oh, way too fucking expensive. It is not a product that is nearly worth the expense. Employers don't really care about it from an undergrad standpoint. It's a giant scam. I have no doubt about this. All of this is true. And and the problem is it's it's you know these uh, it's federally subsidized, and the student debt is like the hardest debt to wipe off the books. Like, you can't declare bankruptcy and wipe your student loans. They're like the hardest thing. The government's like, fuck you. We're nailing you to this debt forever. Good luck getting out of it. I, never, I did not know this one. That, okay, that's something I've never yeah. heard. Wow. Yeah, so so there's a moral hazard problem with Warren's proposal, as in, well, you're going to forgive all this. Uh, what about the people that just paid it off? Others are saying, yeah, but wouldn't you rather have that money going into the economy Instead of going back to the government, it's almost as crazy as the reparations talk. It sounds great in principle. It'll never work. If you were to get reparations, what would you want? I, I say, okay, I love this question. That question, <laughs> let's put it back into 40, sports. 40 acres and a mule? Right. It's, it's sort of in the line of reparations are, you know, giving everybody as dumb as let's pay athletes. That will never work, too. I, right. hate, I hate that argument. Right. Because what what are you going to pay the girls across team? Agreed. So, so I mean, it's just it, it can't can't be done. So stop bringing it up. Right. Well, now, but, now, but, now I'd want one hundred and ninety five thousand from America, and I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so your number, your reparations number is one ninety five. One ninety five. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Cottrell, how did you come upon this number particularly? 
Eh, just guess. <laughs> it's a ballpark thing. It's a ballpark thing. I would have asked for more, but I didn't want to be greedy. Right. I wouldn't say 200. 200 makes you go, <gasps> but 190, you go, we can work with that. Yeah. People are fucking greedy and they are stupid. I've got a, I got a couple stories here you're going to like. Florida woman, need I go further? Florida woman wow. tries to stuff racetrack club sandwich and more down her yoga pants. It's a white woman, shocker. Shocking. Haley Marie DeReese of Hudson, Florida, got into a fight with store clerks at a racetrack convenience store over what she allegedly... Oh, have you been to racetrack before? Yeah. Good good sandwich. Is it really? Is it better than yeah, Wawa it's sandwich? It's, not, it's, it's like Wawa. It's pretty good. Is it better than a Speedway made to order? I've never had Speedway made to order, so okay. I can't... Anyway, it's better. It's as good as Sheets. Have you been to Sheets? Ah, uh, yes. Actually, no. Good. Not not Speedway made to order. Sheets made to order. Okay, go. So it's it's about as good as that. All right, yes. rank rank the convenience superstores in order: Wawa, Ooh. Racetrack. Oh, okay. Circle Number one. K. Okay. Speedway one, Sheets. Number one is Royal Farms Chicken is number one. Oh. Royal Farms num- not even there's no even second place. That's a big Royal Baltimore. Farms. That's a big Baltimore one. Um, we racetrack is really good. We ain't we ain't got no Royal Farms down where we live. Oh, sorry. Okay, no, number two is probably probably race. I, I when I was in Florida for like a week, racetrack was like awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to Circle K, but a number three is going to have to be Seven Eleven still. Nah, tried and true. Se- I, listen, I go to 7-Eleven every day. I meet my buddy Prad, who is one of the managers at the store. He's a big sports fan. He talks sports all the time with me. Great guy. He uh, this And his 7-Eleven is very well run, very clean. They got all the stuff in there. I applaud it. Otherwise, though, 7-Eleven is a, is a weary franchise, if you ask me. I think Wawa runs circles around 7-Eleven. It's nothing better than a big bite at two thirty in the morning when you come in. When you there's nothing better. <laughs> well, there's nothing else. It's not that there's anything <laughs> better. There's nothing else to eat. All right. So this <laughs> woman, this woman who's eighteen, tried to stuff a club stacker sandwich, sausage breakfast sandwich, can of Pringles, and two Lunchables in her yoga pants. Is there a picture? No, I wish there was. I wish there was. You know, she's got to be through. She's got to be over three bills. <laughs> no skinny chick is doing that. No, it's got to be over three bills. The funny thing is, all those odd shaped the Pringles tube and the uh, the, the 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 Lunchables would poke through in those yoga right. pants. Why don't you throw a pack of Rolos in there too? You got. Okay, here's another story for you. God bless women. The girl arrested for texting a man 159,000 times after one date wants to get a quick trial because she believes the jury will rule. She must marry the man. She stalked. This is from Barstool sports. Her name is Jacqueline eighties rhymes with Hades. Yes. As in you're in hell. Her mugshot screams. I'm crazy. I'm wide eyed and crazy. That is no wait a minute. We're a mugshot. I'm guessing frizzy blonde hair. Uh you'd have to look it up. Okay. I'd send well, you a link, but we're not linked up right now. I got one for you. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get this quote here. She also doesn't know why she's in jail. She you're says crazy bitch. She says <laughs> she says, I just think it's ridiculous. I can't believe that it turned into this. I can't believe that I'm actually in jail over some text messages. Oh my god. Some. She maintained that her threats against the man's life in those texts were just jokes and that she would never act on them. She said the man responded to her texts for three months but stopped after she sent the threats. 80s then said she threatened the man after a fight with her mother and took out her anger on him. Four texts is, is uh, excessive. <laughs> if you ask me. Four texts in a row. A hundred and fifty-nine thousand dollars 80s said she wants to go to trial where there's she's positive the jury will not only find her not guilty but they will order her and the man she's accused of stalking to marry her quote they're gonna say you're not guilty and on top of it 
We like demand that you two get married. Quote, unquote. What was the woman in Arizona who killed her boyfriend? That's what this... Uh, she's in jail now, of course. She was a little attractive. It was like the Jody Arias. That's Ooh. what this sounds like, yes. Okay. Uh, this woman also claims she had been abducted by Walt Disney, whom oh, she believes well. is a member of the Illuminati and has a manned spaceship. Said Ms. 80s, quote, does that sound crazy? It sounds like I'm crazy. My mom says they're going to put you back in Rule 11 court if you go around telling people this, but this is a true story, and I'm not lying. Yeah, that guy hooked into a good one. Okay, your story, you were going to say. Scan officially added to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary thanks to Eminem. Scam? Stan. The term Stan. No way! Yes. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Yes. The folks at Merriam-Webster announced that they have added 640 new words to the database, including Stan is both a noun and a verb as a noun. Stan means an extremely or excessively enthusiastic or devoted fan. That's fucking brilliant. So there you go. Good job. I knew that would make you happy. Uh, there was also some sports terms that made it into the, the officialdom. And oh, what was the one that I was like, good, that one's in there. That's a good one. Eh, it'll come to me. Well, let me close out Crazy Women for 500, Alex. Oh, by the way, are you watching this uh, Jeopardy guy make a run? I have I've been hearing. I'm, is, I don't watch he, Jeopardy either. Is he at least funny of some or? I don't or is he just a nerd? I, no, I, I'm not. He's he's really good at trivia, and he's got a special approach in which he goes for daily doubles and he hammers them. Okay, all right. Well. And and now there's talk about well, we got to set up this uh, showdown with Ken Jennings, you know, Mister Former Jeopardy Champion, because he's he's going to crush Ken Jennings' record. Ooh, and Ken Jennings doesn't want him on his block like. <laughs> like 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 Jack doesn't want Tiger on his block anymore. Yeah, but I heard I heard through the grapevine, Jay. Ken Jennings don't want none of that smoke. You know what? You know, don't want this fire. I, I did, did, you don't want uh, this fire. Uh, Jay, did I say that right? Uh, did, yes, did I get yes. that one? I, I, I was. Yes. I heard either, that. Uh, cool either, people were saying that, and I'm like, oh, I yeah. want to try this one out. It sounds so cool. You know, he don't, or like he don't, don't want, want these those. hands. He don't want these hands. <laughs> You don't want these hands. <laughs> One more on the crazy women file, then we'll get to fuck that guy and wrap this up, okay? Nicholas yes. Cage. Larry Hogan. No, we gotta get Larry oh, Hogan. Okay, okay. Well, I let me get Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage, Larry Hogan, then fuck this guy. Have okay. you heard about Nicholas Cage's four day marriage? Marriage. Yes. To a crazy woman. Yes. Is she crazy or was he drunk? I think you had a dash of both. <laughs> She uh, she looks like an Asian thirsty girl who's kind of been hit with the ugly stick. She's on the That's edge. That's his thing, though. That's his thing. I Nicholas Cage so. loves the Asian women. I guess so, yeah. Uh, anyway, she now wants spousal support despite the fact their marriage only lasted four days. And yeah. Cage was so drunk he says he doesn't remember it because she claims... She missed out on career opportunities because of the four-day marriage. Yeah, not, no, really? <laughs> really? Boy, I can make a lot of jokes on that one. I will let that. I will let that go by. Oh God! They began dating in April of 2018, so they had known each other for about a year. I'm looking at a photo on TMZ of the two of them having a uh, uh, heated argument just moments before the wedding. Uh, yeah, Cage when, or, or, or when he sobered up. Cage had been married three previous times to Alice Kim, Lisa Marie Presley, and Patricia Arquette. Yes. Well, I he, forgot about I forgot about Lisa, Lisa Marie. That's right. Yeah. Okay, Larry uh, Hogan. What's happening with the governor in your state? You do know he's. I think he's going to run for president. Smart move. It, it, it seems kind of stupid because you're just going to be a sacrificial lamb. He's going to he's under- going to try to primary Trump. I don't. I guess I don't understand <laughs> the point. It, it it makes no sense. Where are you hearing this? Insiders. Insiders. Politically now, with that being insiders. said, I would love to work for this uh, this this uh, this dude. So but you would work. This, you would work for a Republican. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Hogan. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to work for his campaign. But okay. I don't understand why he would do this because he's going to get steamrolled. I don't think. What's the point? I 
I'm trying to remember the last time a sitting president got primaried by their party successfully. It just doesn't happen. It's it's such a waste of resources. It so weakens both your incumbent candidate who's got a lot of advantages and also it it just roils up the party. It's it's almost never done. Of course, Trump is the one guy that could actually get some to think there's got to be a better guy than this guy to carry our sigil into the political arena. Hogan has the he had cancer. He beat it. Yeah. He's got he's got an Asian wife. Republican governor so in a deep blue state. The state and who's and, and, been and able to way, get who's been able loved, to get right is able to everyone is yes. able to get legislation through uh, that is yes. roughly bipartisan, yes. although it's nothing major. But whatever. Yeah, he'd be. Uh, but here's the problem with Hogan: too ugly. Yeah. And, and I, I, I hate to say this. There's no overweight. Overweight. Can't, can't, I'm, I hate, That's why I Chris hate Christie didn't have a shot. Now, now Trump is a big tub of goo, but he can hide it at least in a way that doesn't make him look quite that bad. But he's right at the edge of being too fat to, to be elected but, president. And we are, we are in an age of retail politics where, and I said this on the podcast yesterday after I read the story about the, you know, the Ukraine elected a comedian as their president. Yeah, it's all it's all over now. Yeah, exactly. And I, I thank you for the listener who said it was risk that Kramer was playing on the subway when he That's started right, him and Newman. He started, That's right. He started. He called Ukraine a road apple, and there was a Ukrainian <laughs> who got offended by it. So yeah, the Ukraine was so rife with corruption that this guy who plays a politician on television, a comedian, got elected president. I think we're headed towards celebrity presidents. For as far the as Rock, the eye can see. The Rock will be the next one, or Tom Hanks. Who Good. would you vote for between those two? Well, Jay, I'd have to listen to their whole platform first. You know me, I'm an informed <laughs> voter. I want to see their full syllabus of what they plan to do with this fine country of ours, and I'd make my vote accordingly. All right, okay. Do you watch Veep? Nah. It's good? <laughs> yeah, but my whole thing, I just wanted to be the guy pulling the strings on, on any campaign. That's all I want to do. And be the guy. I don't think we should do this. I think this is that's all oh, I want yeah. to do. Yeah. The machinations in politics, in especially in campaigns, I is love, wild. Can, I love campaign. I love politics now. Love it. I'm glad. And you Been don't you don't miss sports radio. Nope. As I said, I would rather I would I would soon I, I would rather be cleanup guy at a glory hole than work in sports radio. <laughs> Jeez. I'm gonna say that for the fiftieth time. I I, look, I I talk to our dear friend, and, Mark Stern, and I just hear stuff, and I go, I don't want to do this ever. Well, and podcasts are different, but I never want to sit in an office and talk to a program director who has to explain to me how to uh, answer a telephone call. And by the way, I'll really think really quickly. I was listening to your show coming home today. Oh boy, where are my residuals for? Uh, I'm so done with. I should get that was my show. <laughs> that was, that I was you. That was you. And that I, was absolutely I, you. That was your I, phrase. I I, that was I your believe, expression. That was it. No question. I would like my residuals from that because okay. I believe I was the I greenlit that show. Why well, you can have a T-shirt, Jay? Size <laughs> small. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. I you know what? Enjoy hearing it though. Thank I did you. Enjoy hearing it. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, I'll give you credit for it. it it'll well, be. I, it'll be. I'm so done with as created by. <laughs> Jay Cottrell. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. We're going to play the fuck that guy music, step down for a second, and then as soon as we're through, get ready to tee him up. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who's your FTG for the week? So I'm I'm in Baltimore on Sunday, driving through Baltimore. Uh, and have you heard about the squeegee kids? Have you heard about this? They come up to your car and they squeegee your window and demand money. If yes. you don't give them money, then they like yes. break your window. Well, this one little bastard, I came to my car and I, I just said, I didn't have any change. I mean, any bills. Right. And I said, I don't have any bills, man. I'm sorry. And he goes, oh, look at your car, man. Your car is busted. You need it more than anybody. And I was like, you motherfucker. He's a you bastard. Really? I was going to get. Oh, so did he, did he the, damage your car? He didn't damage my. Well, I don't think he wanted that smoke from me. Okay. 
How but he that? still, but he did still run his mouth at you. He ran his mouth, little bastard ran his mouth. Yes, and I was, I was like, the only reason I didn't give him money is because I had no bills. So to this squeaky punk, fuck that guy. You will never get anything from me if I see you again. You might get these hands if I see you again. <laughs> Do you want to be smart? But fuck All that right. guy. I, I would recommend uh, a roll of quarters in your car, Jay. <laughs> At, or do they even take quarters? Do you have to give them no, singles? No, they they they, they only bills. They're okay. dollar dollar bill, y'all. I'm surprised they don't have square readers. Where are they going to swipe your credit card? <laughs> <laughs> or those or those change things like in the in the 80s with the uh, newspapers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My fuck that guy this week was a very close race between two of the most highly paid, celebrated, and phenomenal athletes in pro sports today in two different sports in fact there are millions of people who love each of these guys yet they are complete douchebags both of them and they put it on full display this week edging out for fuck that guy of the week by a mere tenth of a point is one bryce harper over russell westbrook jay Ooh, Bryce Harper's 12th ejection of his career is the second most among active players. And the only guy ahead of him has been in the league for six years longer. I forget who it was. But this guy is, he's like, I'm so good at calling balls and strikes. The umpire should just go take a smoke break while I'm at the plate. I'll call my own balls and strikes. What a douchebag. See Bryce Harper get kicked out of that game the other night and to hear Jake Arrieta pretty much not back him up by saying, look, we got to have him out there. That ump was all over the place. I'm calling, I'm pitching hard. I'm getting bad calls. We can't have this. I, I laughed and I, I laughed, Jay, and I thought, this is the crazy hot girlfriend that we just dumped as Nats fans and now she's somebody else's drama. It's like, this, this is the first time this hot girlfriend you know, seized up the credit card by going on a shoe shopping spree at Nordstrom's, and then you almost ran out of gas. You get home, you're like, what the fuck? Oh, sorry, so, baby. He can't like that Jake Arrieta didn't back him up. He has to hate that. Yeah, but fuck him. He's been he's been ejected 12 times by 12 different umpires in, in Major League Baseball. Guess what that means, Jay? It's you. It's not the umpires. They are equal opportunity. And then Westbrook for this whole feud against Barry Trammell. It's just which embarrassing. Is, which is stupid, yes. Which is extremely stupid. And petty. And the fact, and the fact that Dame Limerick is lighting his ass up, I like that even better. Yeah, now he's mad at, L- at Lillard because Lillard's taking it to him. All yes. right, Jay, always good to talk. Uh, make sure to have that roll of crisp ones in your car so the little gremlins there in downtown Baltimore don't harass you next time. Yeah, or bring... See how that works out for them. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll talk to you next week. All right, Jay. Bye-bye. Let's end on this today. For sexual battery by a Bay Area sports reporter who claims that Walton forced himself upon her in her hotel room when he came up to talk to her about a book project that apparently she was working on with Luke Walton, who was then uh, the assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors. This is obviously a bombshell lawsuit. Now, it is not a, it is not a civil case. Uh, and Luke Walton has not been charged by the state of California with any sort of actual crime. And apparently this woman did not report this incident when it apparently happened because she said she felt she didn't want to jeopardize this project that she was working on. According to the ta- details of her suit, Walton, in her room, forced himself upon her, pinned her down on the bed, tried to kiss her, made advances, and she was pretty much yelling no, 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 and then got out of the room, or at least forced him out of the room or something to that effect. This is obviously very potentially career-ending stuff, even if it is not a legal case. But I'm torn about, well, how much should we talk about this? How much should I talk about this in the sports chatter business? First of all, it is a potentially dangerous subject because if you dare even hint that this woman might be lying or making it up or trying to do this just for money, God help you. Good luck if you take that stance too firmly on some 
corporate airwave. Uh, thankfully, here on my podcast, I think I'm immune from at least bringing this up. I'm not saying she did, but, you know, some women do lie. And some women lie purely for revenge, for money, for vindictiveness, for all kinds of reasons. Men lie, women lie, old people lie, young people lie, good people, bad people, everybody. Except for me, I never lie. About most things. I use polite lies. <laughs> polite lies are the grease that keeps society whirring along without too much conflict. But that said, the the trend now with the Me Too movement is to hashtag believe all women. I think we've got it entirely backwards because... What we should do is we should believe all of the accused first. And if the accused in a case like this, whether it's a man or a woman, although it would mostly be a man 99% of the time, in a sane and a just society, companies and entities and the public and, and the media would say, well, this person has denied it, so we're going to believe him first until we are convinced through the weight of evidence and legal proceedings otherwise that it's not the case. This would mirror how our legal justice system works. Innocent until proven guilty. Not kind of innocent, and you don't have to prove he's guilty, you just have to prove he's sort of skeevy or gross. The axiom in Western justice is that is better to let a thousand guilty men go free than send one innocent man to the hangman's gallows. In today's society, it's actually the opposite. Who cares if a thousand men who are not really guilty of anything have their careers and their lives ruined because we must take a vigilant stance against all of this sexual harassment that is going on in the world. Hashtag me too. Well, that's crazy because for the innocent, they have to try to prove a negative. They have to try to prove something did not happen. And unless they've got videotape of every second of their life, it's going to be hard to prove something did not happen. That's number one. Number two, for those that do vindicate themselves in court, perhaps, and and this might be the case with Luke Walton, how do you then go about undoing the public stain of a lawsuit like this, which is why in a sane society, we would protect the reputation and we would believe the accused first to preserve their good standing in the world. And we should have laws that say it's illegal for companies to fire people who have been accused, merely accused of conduct that could be deemed out of step with the company's values or perhaps even you know, criminal. Oh, how can you legislate that? They're they're individual company. They're allowed to hire and fire whoever they want. Yeah, but if this person is falsely accused and they lose their job, if they lose their career, what good is it if at the end of the day, well, yeah, you're vindicated because she changed her tune, admitted she lied, and was just upset about how the deal went down with Luke Walton in a book that they were going to write together or something of that nature. But that's not the world we live in, and so Luke Walton is facing a tough spot here. And who knows if she had approached Luke Walton for a financial settlement quietly before this thing went public. Maybe Luke Walton said, no, that never happened. Or something far more innocent happened where you did come to my room, we talked about the book, and at the end of it I said, hey, you know what? How would you like to go out for coffee for one day? And, And you said, no. And I was like, come on, won't hurt. And you go, no, really, I don't want to do that. I got to leave now. And you then conflated that into something much more. We don't know. And this is partly why Vice President Pence doesn't ride in elevators with anyone who is not his wife, any females who are not his wife. (laughs) In this day and age, not a bad idea in the big scheme of things. And I'm not saying Luke Walton is innocent. Luke Walton might be guilty. He might be a typical 
pro-athlete horn dog who thinks, yeah, the world's my oyster. Every woman I see who's mildly attractive could be my conquest. And so why not give it a shot? Shoot your shot, right? Sort of like Tormund Giantsbane shooting his shot with Brienne of Tarth. Nerd! <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss my little Game of Thrones throw-ins and my exhortations of nerd. That'll do it for today. Let's not get too heavy. Let's end this on a positive note. Too late for that, Zabe. Download, subscribe, comment, like, tell a couple friends. I appreciate it. Get the Zabecast app. It's great. It's free. Subscribe to Premium. Get Fridays included. Instead of just stealing this podcast four days a week, go to zabe.com slash premium. Podcasts are the future. They're like, they're like Netflix for your ears. Binge listen at your own leisure. Email me with topics and suggestions. Zabe at yahoo.com is how you reach me. Now, go finish your last version of your mock draft. Get ready for Thursdays. Choose them up. And we will see you next time. Like